Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to episode 397 of Geek Town Radio. I'm your host, Dave, and with me this week is... Gray, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Dave. Thank you for having me back. You're very welcome. It's nice to have you back on. What have you been up to? So, um, I have been starting a new job, and that means, obviously, building in a new routine. So, a very good friend of mine came to me uh, just as I started my new job and said, would you like to get back into cinema of the week, you know, go once a week? And I was like, oh, I'm sure I remembered I was the film reviewer for somebody. <laughs> and so, yes, I decided yeah. to cinema last week, yeah, and I'm were. going again tomorrow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Last week, I uh, went off to see The Equalizer 3. I do vaguely remember seeing one and two many years ago. And this sees Antoine Fuqua and Denzel Washington coming back together. A very beautiful film. It was all filmed in Italy. And some of the, the scenes and the culture that's depicted is absolutely beautiful. And then obviously contrasted with the violence of what The Equalizer is about. <laughs> the only thing that I struggled with a little bit is, is Denzel turns 70 next year. So, you know, he's... 68 year old actor yeah yeah um performing in you know action man territory and there were just some bits where you not that you could tell it was a stunt man but you just knew that he wouldn't have been doing it and it was very gory um there were some if anyone's ever seen it it runs very similar to the previous equalizers and very similar to the tv series with queen latifah just like he tries to equalize things between two different parties so when someone's been done wrong he tries to sort it out and get rid of the wrongdoers and make things a little happier it's very nice um it has dakota fanning in and she sort of it feels like he passes over to her but the rumors are it's end of the trilogy um uh, but i you know if you like an action thriller you don't want anything too deep but you want to see the beautiful italian seas and countryside and villas go and watch it absolutely stunning but very violent and, <laughs> Under two hours as well, which is what I like. It meant ah. we were out at a reasonable time and we get home. And I think I've been ingrained to having long three-hour movies that uh, to leave under two hours was quite refreshing. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. And tomorrow I'm off to see uh, Haunting in Venice when early reviews are not the greatest compared to the first two Poirot movies, but uh, it's a bit of a horror theme. So I'm going to see how I deal with things like that because I'm not great on horror, no. but I will give it a go. Me neither. 
<laughs> um, as for TV, I have actually I'm, I'm lapsing my Apple membership for a bit just because getting into the very busy autumn term means having all the subscriptions are just getting a bit crazy. So um, I finished Hijack with Idris Elba, Crowded Room with Tom Holland, and the After Party right. all within the space of a short week. Um, and my Apple membership is going to stop. Probably take it up again Christmas or New Year when things have sort of cleared the decks a little bit. Yeah. I just need to take a rest from having all the streaming services not been able to watch everything with uh, going back to school but yeah. those three were fantastic I mean while I was watching Hijack I know I was talking about it when I was last on about four weeks ago I was getting so anxious like my my body and my heart rate while I was watching it like every time I got to the end of an episode I was like oh my god oh my god I have to watch the next <laughs> one it was, it was a really intense series and really well done and that last uh, ep- the episode to six to seven yeah. and the last episode phenomenal that is how a drama should be done and I know they're saying it's Idris Elba's vehicle but it had an amazing ensemble cast let's be honest that ensemble cast were just incredible right down to a lot of the passengers who you know would technically be classed as extras really but you know it was really really good and you know you've cast someone like Roshenda Sandal and you just put her in the back of a plane as a passenger you know it's just (laughs) that's the power of this and even Archie Punjabi a massive actress across the pond and here and she you know her role is not significant is it no no, not at all she's a a connection and she's you know and so I just found it absolutely fascinating how they sort of cast it brilliantly and yeah yeah there were some surprising people in very small roles in in that and you got Eve Miles in there as well from Torchwood Uh, she she played the air traffic controller Neil Maskell is in there plays one of the other characters Uh, Max Beasley pops up yeah it's a really 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 good cast and it's the people behind that show which is George Kay and Jim Field Smith who are the people that did Criminal the Netflix series and they're involved in or one of them was involved in Litvinenko I can't remember whether it was George or Jim that did that but but they work as a duo so so well together George is the writer and Jim is the director they're great that pair together they, they're mm. a really solid duo plus you've got a really class set of actors there it was a fantastic series that I really really enjoyed it yeah and crowded room again brilliant performances from tom holland in particular and to understand the background behind it i had heard or read somewhere prior to watching it is do not go and read on wikipedia do not go and work out what the book's about and it will you'll enjoy it more and i, and I didn't i really stuck strong for that. i didn't go onto wikipedia or try and research what the book was about and the sort of the reveal and the discovery you make about episode five in the series is, was just so well done done and Jason Isaacs in a major role and it was just brilliantly done and Tom Holland he says he's having a holiday after filming that I can understand <laughs> why it is a lot and um, a fantastic after party season two how they and I love it for how they play with genre and one of my favourite episodes this one was Elizabeth Perkins episode was in the style of like a Hitchcock noir and it was very much borrowed from Vertigo and I t- <laughs> I've taught Vertigo for like 14 years in the classroom and to see 
the shots and the costume and all of this honouring of Vertigo. And earlier in the series, they'd done a Wes Anderson episode. And <laughs> brilliant. And like, I don't know if it can go to season three. I think it has been renewed, but what they could possibly do for season three and what genres they could go to then, it, it will surprise me, I'm sure. But almost got to a point where the storyline didn't matter anymore. I was just looking for how they use genre in each episode. So I don't know if that's a testament to how, how good the program is that I was looking for the style rather than the substance. <laughs> so uh, that was good. Um, I'm watching a few things. I just started last week. The following events are based on a pack of lies, which is on BBC. Yeah. I think that title in itself fascinated me. So I started watching that episode one. I'm very intrigued. They've got a bit of talking to the camera, breaking the fourth wall. So that sort of plays around with format a little bit. Ghost US, about five episodes in. Yeah. Started um, episode one of Starstruck. And then and just yesterday, I started watching Juice, which is the new Mawan Rizwan and Russell Tovey sitcom. Right. And yes, so I really, really enjoy it. It's all available now on iPlayer, but it, you have to be prepared to go with it. It's not a straightforward sitcom by any way. It's from the mind of Mawan and it plays around with some conceptual comedy. So right. you have to be prepared to go with it. it you, it's not a straightforward, here's a laugh, here's a next scene here's a laugh they're they're playing around with the ideas behind his own feelings and what the world around him does when he has feelings about things so yeah quite good uh only watching one episode we'll be watching the rest but obviously i'm warming up me and my partner are warming up for the week where it all begins where we wave goodbye to autumn um (laughs) taskmaster bake-off drag race not us but i know a lot of our friends will watch strictly then the lead into i'm a celebrity those guilty pleasures of reality tv are going to be bathing over our house and our flat for quite a while now yes um, so that's that's the week to come yes pretty much all of them have either started or start this week they're all back on the subject of those big saturday night shows i did get an email earlier today that pointed out to antidex saturday night takeaway which um he's got one season coming next year and then it's going to go on a bit of a break they have done that in previous seasons where it's gone four or five years break in between next season will be the sort of last season of Anton Deck Saturday Night Takeaway for a while but they're looking for a new little Anton Deck for that show Um, (laughs) they're looking for two Geordie lads between the age of seven and five to play little Anton Deck if you happen to know somebody that is a Geordie and between the age of five and seven itv.com forward slash be on tv you can go to there and there are our details of how to apply but uh yes they're doing that for this sort of send-off season for this run of it so uh yeah that will be on tv next year but october 1st sorry the applications end for that so uh yeah you need to go on and, and check it out but it's itv.com forward slash be on tv if you want to go and put somebody forward for that oh, that's pretty much me what did fascinate me as i was getting ready for all these shows that, to my mind, are very important to watch as close to live as possible with, uh, you know, Drag Race, Taskmaster, Bake Off, was a bit of a news report that I saw drop about uh, a new streaming platform. Well, they say streaming platform, but I think it's the uh, like a reworking of what Freeview is called Freely. So what have you heard about this so far, Dave? Uh, yeah, if you've seen sort of things around about this and a little bit confused, it is from the people that make Freeview, Everyone TV, who are the people that manage Freeview. As 
far as I can tell, essentially what it is, is it's Freeview, but with live channels all in one place. So you'd get all the on-demand content that you get from Freeview, but you'll also be able to stream live channels as well. That's the pitch for it, I think. And it will be built in to future TVs and it's all done over the internet. So, um, you know, not through an aerial or anything else. I mean, it's been pushed as this sort of big thing and it is the first time I think they've done live free TV over the internet rather than coming on from satellite or, or through an aerial. But it's not entirely revolutionary because, you I mean, you can get sort of BBC live on iPlayer. It's just that this is going to be BBC, ITV, Channel 4 and Channel 5. So, um, you know, if you're in an area where you might struggle to get one of those through your aerial, possibly, I don't know whether that's still an issue for, for some people these days, or if you have problems getting satellite, this might be quite a nice extra option for you. Don't know whether it's going to all run through an app, but uh, they're saying that it will be built into the next generation of smart TVs. So mm. more option and it's free. That's not a bad thing as far as I'm concerned, you know, but it, it is uh, BBC, ITV, Channel 4, Channel 5 are all together in making that happen. So uh, yeah, it isn't necessarily some massive revolutionary thing but it's going to be another nice option that i think people have moved forward but it's not going to launch until 2024 it's called freely we'll see when it comes out yeah it'd be good to have everything in one place that will be nice and uh, over to you what, what have you been doing are you still in in your starfield era of living your life through the game <laughs> i listened to last week and you said you were really getting through the hours yes i'm up to around 120 hours i think in starfield now <laughs> So I have been spending quite a lot of my spare time playing that game. And I'm still not really that much further forward in terms of the main quest line on it. As with all good Bethesda games, you get like this multitude of side quests and you'll be wandering around somewhere and you'll stumble across something. Like I was playing earlier on, tootling around the universe in my ship and stumbled across this floating derelict, boarded it, and there's this entire sort of hour-long quest wandering around the ship trying to find out what happened to them and it's fairly apparent from when you first get on that somebody brought an alien on board so it's a sort of alien rip-off sort of thing but there's little stuff like that that you just stumble across and it completely diverts you in a different direction plus there's all the faction quests you know you can be a space cowboy you can be a space pirate you can join the space marines i mean there's so much stuff you could do in that game so yeah no other game exists at the moment that is all i'm playing <laughs> i'm having so much fun with it it is i mean it is not perfect there is one bug which i've come across today actually which has blocked me from being able to complete one quest it was only i mean it's one of the side quests and it's ironically behind a locked door which shouldn't be locked but generally it's been pretty good and well put together together in terms of lack of bugs and stuff it's just mm. got the niggling little things that you always get with bethesda games of like you know the inventory management sucks and there's a lot of repetition in some of the lines from 
some of the people. There are bits and pieces, but it's still incredibly enjoyable. And there's so much to do in that game. But as I said, 120 hours in, and I'm still nowhere near finishing the main quest line. I would highly recommend it. If you're looking for a big, lovely RPG game to play, Starfield is definitely one you should pick up. It's really, really good. I'm interested to see whether it plays on my um, Steam Deck, actually. Apparently, it's supposed to work on the Steam Deck, but I haven't tried it yet. So uh, I'll, I'll have to have a look at that at some point. TV-wise, though, but sticking with space and sci-fi, Foundation came to its finale on Apple. Second season of that, me and Matt talked a bit about this last week and how that episode really could have been a finale episode. The way they ended it, without going into spoilers or trying to really explain anything, I mean, if you like sci-fi shows, just go and watch Foundation. It is incredibly well written and production values are off the charts it's a brilliant brilliant put together show i mean even if you're not necessarily into sci-fi and just like really intelligent drama i would say go and watch it it is really good the second season has proved that they know what they're doing and didn't go off the rails and didn't try and dumb itself down i mean you compare that to something like the witcher And one of the issues that Henry Cavill had with The Witcher was the fact that they took the material and dumbed it down for the audience because they don't trust the audience is going to be okay with how the book was written, which seems rather ridiculous. Whereas with Foundation, they're very much going down the sort of keep up, keep up, keep up route. You know, Mm. Um, they're trusting the audience's intelligence enough to know what they're doing with it and and follow the plot. And you do. It's, It's really well constructed. It's a superb drama and well worth watching lower decks i've not seen the whole of the season because i had some preview episodes but they haven't given me the last couple of them but uh really really enjoying that i'm not sure where the broadcast is at the moment so i won't spoil anything by giving anything away but if you've not watched lower decks it's very very funny and i like what they're doing with this season in that they're actually treating it more like a live action show in the plotting of it like there is an underlying thread that runs from episode to episode they're advancing the characters in terms of they've been given promotions and stuff so there is a sort of fun mission of the week thing going on and there is something going on with the characters each week but there is also an overarching plot that is running through the whole series that i like the way they're treating that and it is weirdly one of my favorite star trek series that they've done i i really really like it so uh, that's worth catching up on um, paramount plus on apple the morning show returned for its third season which now comes with added john ham which is never a bad thing i don't I think um, he who plays a sort of Elon Musk esque billionaire sleazy sort of media mogul type person, and he sort of hover around potentially buying the parent company that run the morning show. It's whether or not that deal goes through or not, and I'm really rather enjoying that. First two episodes have been great for that. I think there's another one out this week, so we're looking forward to that. Welcome to Wrexham back for his second season. Wonderful again. I know how. Wrexham did this season so I sort of know what the outcome of the the whole season is but it is quite interesting to see them go through it again still and uh, you know because the whole thing about the show is trying to get them out and up into the actual proper leagues rather than uh, in the sort of below league stuff a lot of love for that show and um, I love the way that they're, they're highlighting the community as well as the football club in that it's been really really good 
couple of new things though Gen V which is the boys spin-off I've seen the first couple of episodes of that it's out on the 29th of September so it's not out for a little bit yet I can't do a full review of it because they're still under embargo I can tell you a little bit of of what it's about if you've not been following that but it is a spin-off from the boys it's set in a uh, university where they train superheroes, but the university is owned by Voight, of course, the uh, the people that, that run the um, superhero team, the Seven. It follows what happens to a group of young suits that discover there's something bigger and sinister going on at the school, and that sort of puts them to the test of whether they're going to be the heroes or villains of their stories. So it, it takes the idea that, you know, in the boys, pretty much all the heroes, in quotes, are not heroes. All the suits are are the bad guys in this it takes the idea that they're not really all start out that way it's sort of power corrupts and the structure that's set up is the thing that corrupts them so they're an interesting mix of people of good and bad really really liked the first couple of episodes of it and it is if you like the boys it's very very much i mean i don't know what their buckets of blood quota was for that show but i suspect it was quite high (laughs) it's certainly up there with the boys on that side of things so if you like the boys this is definitely going to be one you want to watch it's really enjoyable it's a very interesting idea it's not actually directly I don't think based off any of the comic book stuff it's a separate entity spin-off thing but still has very much the same vibe of the TV show so that's going to be one to look out for but yeah 29th of September for that the other thing which is actually something which isn't out at all in the UK but it was so brilliant I I really wanted to talk about it. I got some preview episodes of a, a show which is uh, starring Kaylee Kwaku, the thing she did after she finished doing The Flight Attendant. It's called Based on a True Story. Actually airs on Peacock in the US. Nothing official about where it's going to land over here yet, although I suspect it may land next year at some point because it is going to get picked up because there's no way it's not. I mean, it's Kaylee Kwaku in a lead role in what is effectively a comedy thriller. It's a very dark comedy thriller. If you've not heard about this show, the basic setup of it is you've got this couple, played by Kaylee and Chris Messner, this husband and wife. He's a tennis coach. She's a real estate agent. Neither of them are really getting anywhere in their jobs. And their toilet goes wrong. Their plumber comes around to fix it. And the three of them end up creating this podcast together because it turns out that Kaylee's character is obsessed with true crime. So it's about them sort of creating this based on a true story podcast. Alongside that, there is a serial killer on the loose in Los Angeles. And I don't want to say really much more than that but those are the sort of component parts of it you've got this couple down on their luck trying to make money out of this podcast with this guy that they've just befriended and there's a serial killer on the loose in LA and that all kind of clashes together Mm -hmm. it is brilliantly written it's incredibly funny it's so dark and twisted really can't recommend it highly enough it's from Craig Rosen, who uh, actually worked on The Boys as well. So there is a connection there. He worked on Preacher as well. Keep an eye out for it. It's called Based on a True Story, but it, it's worth looking out for. It will pop up somewhere, I'm fairly sure, at some point. I will be interviewing somebody involved in the show later on. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. That's pretty much everything I've been up to this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news. <laughs> 
You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So we kick off the TV and film news with Renault's cancellations and pickups. First cancellation is uh, The Wonder Years. That has been cancelled after two seasons by ABC. Not strike-related at all, which some of these cancellations have been recently. It was the lowest-rated thing on the network. It was on ABC. Uh, it was at least what show this summer when they aired it. So kind of no great surprise. That did air on Disney Plus over here. I don't know whether you caught any of that. No, it wasn't something that really appealed to me. So no, yeah, it didn't. I didn't- leap at me either i remember the original show and i remember that was kind of quite sweet but just didn't leap out at me at all so uh that's gone winning time rise of the lakers dynasty cancelled after two seasons on hbo that's been a bit more controversial because that was actually a drama and it was actually pretty well done i mean it's a hbo series and they usually are a lot of people quite upset about that being cancelled so um yeah that's not coming back in the UK, we've got a cancellation, which is BBC Three's reality series, Eating With My Ex, which apparently has been canned after five seasons. Did you see any of that one? No. Do you know what? I think I lie a little bit. I think I knew someone that was on it <laughs> and they told me to watch their episode. Am I Am I imagining that or is it something else? I, do, I can't I, I remember. I, is it one where they come in and their ex is already there? So it's all known. It's not like a surprise. Yeah. Anyway, it's terrible. So I didn't watch anymore. Yes. No, I do. <laughs> don't do reality TV at the best of times and that really no that's just not my sort of thing <laughs> the other thing which comes with a question mark is Top Gear interestingly as you may or may not be aware Freddie Flintoff had a very serious car accident early this year or late last year I think it was it was suspended and put on hiatus whilst they decided what they were going to do about that it seems that the crew of Top Gear have now been let go so if it does come back it's not going to come back anytime soon and potentially well definitely not with freddie flintoff and probably with an entirely different lineup if it does come back they did nearly kill the guy <laughs> so yeah, you know yeah. I, I think it's almost what second or third time they've nearly killed one of the presenters at a certain point you've got to go hang on a minute maybe we need to take a step back from this it's kind of understandable they've not officially cancelled it but at the moment, I don't think it's likely to return at least any time soon. And if it does, mm. it's going to have different people involved with it. Somebody actually made the wonderful suggestion of when they posted this on Reddit, said what you should do is actually get the Red Dwarf guys to do it. Because Chris Barry and Robert Llewellyn, both massive car fanatics and both really, really into, like Chris is really into his classic cars. Robert Llewellyn loves the sort of quirkier stuff, really interested in um, EVs and that sort of side of things as well. And then I think you could rope Craig Charles in as well. The three of them together would be absolutely brilliant on that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I would love to see that, you know, a sort of Red Dwarf themed Top Gear thing. There's actually quite a good group of people you could put together out of that. Anyway, we don't know what they'll do. 
it's one of those brands that they may rest for a few years and then decide to bring back I mean they've done that before obviously when the previous trio left wasn't it done back in the old days wasn't it there was a big gap as well old yeah, days yeah. sorry <laughs> no I, I don't know what you mean no I mean the show's been around from since the 80s and I mean that's where Clarkson first started I think was on the original version of Top Gear which was a very very different formatted show um, mm. it was more a magazine format of sort of pre-recorded stuff it had no studio stuff in it at all there is a possibility that they could come back with something else there is possibility that they will bring this back in some other form don't know at the moment but uh, it does look very much like Top Gear has gone in its current incarnation. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But yeah, it's such a huge brand. I can't see the BBC completely writing it off, but I don't know. We'll see. On the renewal side of things, congratulations to Netflix for actually making something which is based on manga or anime that hasn't upset the fans so much that they've had to cancel it after one season. One Piece is returning for a second season. That's good news. I'm glad they've finally managed to uh, pull that out over in america lego masters has been renewed for a fifth season at fox i think that also airs over here somewhere but uh, that is coming back and uh, blank de blank has been renewed for a new season as well on the bbc so that will be coming back they've announced as well there are a couple of other bits of news as well clarkson's farm speaking of jeremy clarkson looks like it may get a season four renewal it, it's not entirely in the bag yet but we know there is a third season coming it looks like things have settled down between Clarkson and Amazon because after the article that he wrote which got him in understandably in an awful lot of trouble they decided rather than can the third season which they were in the middle of filming they were going to continue it there were then some comments from the Amazon exec saying basically the show despite being called Clarkson's Farm is potentially bigger than Clarkson that I think upset Clarkson slightly but seems like they've leveled things out a bit now and it may come back for a full season they're not entirely sure yet but there is certainly a possibility of that happening still there was some Doctor Who news the wonderful Miriam Margulies is going to voice a character called Beep the Meep in Doctor Who in the 60th anniversary run Beep the Meep for those of you that don't know it's from an iconic comic book actually from uh, Tom Baker era comic book called Doctor Who and the Star Beast they're actually bringing it to screen and uh, it's a very Russell T Davis thing to do because there's been a lot of talk of this character and it's quite beloved so I think to get Miriam Margulies into voice it he's fantastic she uh, actually was quoted saying I'm relieved I got to work on Doctor Who before I die with sci-fi you never know thank you for making an old woman very happy so and I'm so I love love Miriam Margulies so I'm really really happy that they've actually done that and I mean okay it's only a voice role but even so I will take it that I'm very much looking forward to shaping up to be a really interesting series this they've announced oh my god the release the names that they keep releasing is just it's phenomenal yeah because you've got Neil Patrick Harris popping up in there you've got some of the old companions coming back you've got new companions coming in um you've got shooty taking over I mean the list is ridiculous for that they really are throwing everything in the kitchen sink at this uh, (laughs) new season so and kicking it off with David Tennant so you know yeah uh, well, did you see my uh, my claim to fame at the end of August in Manchester, Dave, that I put on my socials? I missed that. No, what was it? Uh, I met Mr. Russell T. Davis himself. <laughs> did you really? Yes. Yeah, so we uh, we saw him. We were in Manchester Pride waiting for the final night, which is a vigil and sort of like a, a sort of a lovely, beautiful 
concert they put on. And we looked over and just sat on a bollard on him on his own, taking pictures, just soaking in the atmosphere. He was there. So uh, me and my partner wandered over, had a small chat. My partner talked about It's a Sin. I talked about like Queer as Folk and then Doctor Who. And we had got a selfie with him and he was just the loveliest man. He was there just as a member of the public. He wasn't in any status. And he was like, how was your pride? I'm so glad you had a great time. And he was just a wonderful man to meet in real life. Absolute legend in my eyes. That's fantastic. I am so glad he's that nice in person because you never, know with some of these people I'm really happy that he is one of those people that is what he appears to be that's awesome I missed that post but I'm so I'm quite jealous you got to meet him that's brilliant (laughs) Uh, yeah because he seems like such a sweetheart and I'm so looking forward I was over the moon when they said he was coming back and I know it had mixed reactions from some people because some people didn't like his run but I think he did a wonderful job the first time around he just gets it i'm really looking forward to seeing what he does with doctor when it comes back Mm. talking of classic tv sesame street american classic tv eight seasons of it that's 280 episodes seasons 48 to 53 of the iconic children's series are going to be debuting exclusively on amazon kids plus in the uk they're also going to be adding seasons 54 and 55 in 2024 and 2025 amazon kids plus is a, I think an additional service. It's three ninety nine a month on top of Prime. I think it's one of those like add on channel things. But you know, if you've got small children, it might be something worth investing in. And uh, yeah, you. I mean, Sesame Street's a great little educational show, and and it is iconic. So uh, mm. yeah, the the episodes are up there if you want to go and check them out. But uh, two hundred eighty episodes of them anyway for that. <laughs> I see. I've got some free time coming up. <laughs> yes, we've got few things moving around due to the uh, strike. One of the things that has got shifted around is the Mr. and Mrs. Smith series, which is from Donald Glover and also stars Maya Erskine as well. This was the series which uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge was originally involved in, and then they kind of had creative differences perfectly amicably, but she decided she was going to step away and let Donald do it on his own. That was originally scheduled for coming in November, but with all the strike stuff going on and no guarantee that the actors are going to be able to promote anything and they would probably want them promoting it by next month because of all that they've decided to punt it into early 2024 don't know exactly when yet but uh, they're hoping that they will have some actors to be able to promote it by early 2024 <laughs> and i think we're all hoping that things will be resolved by then but yes oh God, uh, please. so uh, so yeah also, which sort of ends up being slightly strike-related, uh, ITV have become the UK home of the Oscars, taking over from Sky. That is assuming the Oscars happen, of course. They are currently scheduled for Sunday the 10th of March 2024. It's an odd year, through no fault of ITVs, to be the year that they're taking over the Oscars, given everything that's going on. Hopefully by March. God, I really hope this strike isn't still going on by March, but hopefully the Oscars will happen and they will be able to just sort of air them normally and it'll all be fine but it's going to be on itv they will be putting them out live as they did on sky but at least everybody will be able to watch them now which is kind of awesome did you stay up and watch the oscars these days or are you uh... well i always used to encourage my students to but never did it myself (laughs) (laughs) i was like it's really important for you to do this do you watch it sir no (laughs) (laughs) yeah i stay up as long as i can and then i will get up and watch the rest of it in the morning you know so i always usually 
actually record it. But it's interesting to see who they give the presenting duties to in the UK, or if they do that, because what they used to do on Sky is because they used to run it on Movies Channel without ads. They, in the ad break, they used to cut away to a group of people talking about it in the studio mm. to fill the ad gaps. But I guess if it's now going on ITV, they may just dupe the ad breaks with the, the US, so you might not get any of that. Probably be Alison Hammond, let's be honest. <laughs> yes, because they, they have no other presenters. It's like, it's weird, you go through phases of this. It's like they went through, a, there was a phase where nothing could be presented by anybody but Dara O'Brien. And yeah. <laughs> Ramesh Ranganathan has kind of gone through that phase as well. Yeah. There's a certain point where there's just everywhere and then it kind of ends up shifting to somebody else. So we'll see. ITV will now be the home of the Oscars. And that is a multi-year deal as well. So it's not just this year. They will be doing other years moving forward as well. Speaking of the strike stuff, though, uh, strike update for you. The talks are to resume on Wednesday, they have announced. So uh, they've, they've been in limbo for about a month. I mean, the studios are playing stupid games because they were basically saying, oh, well, you know, we're waiting for a counter offer from the WGA and the WGA are going, but we gave you our offer in August and you've not come back to us. So you need to counter that first. It's ridiculous. But they are apparently getting back around the table on Wednesday. So we'll see what happens then. Hopefully there is some movement. The final deadline, I mean, they did originally say Labor Day, which was uh, earlier on this month. They've now basically said we have to have something signed by the end of September. Otherwise, it's going to be absolutely impossible to get anything out of this broadcast season in terms mm. of scripted content, and particularly that applies to network shows. So anything from The Rookie to NCIS to Chicago Fire, Med, PD, all those big network things, they're not going to get full seasons, but you might get half seasons out if they can get this deal signed by the end of this month. They've still got to then work out the deal with the actors, of course, but that's less of an issue because they need to get the writing sorted first. If they don't do that, it's likely that none of those shows will appear until next September. They'll just write off the entire season. And um, so, yeah. What has been interesting is there's been a couple of people that have got themselves into trouble over the last week, and there's been a lot of back and forth over this. They've actually all backed down now. But Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher, who is the guy behind Real Time Political Chat Show series, both got in trouble because they both opted to restart their shows without writers. Now, to be fair, they are both talk shows, and technically, I think, fall under a slightly different contract. Although, obviously, Drew Barrymore is a member of SAG, and Bill Maher is actually a member of the WGA himself. So it's not a great look for either of them to do this. Their argument being that, look, they are talk shows. Yes, we did employ WGA writers, but they are talk shows. So what Bill had said was, I will remove the monologue, all the skits, we'll do it without the written content and just do the talk bits. But that faced quite a lot of backlash because they're saying, yes, but you are still then giving the network content and putting a show out without the writers that would normally 
you'd be writing and be paid on that show. Drew, similar kind of things was the fact that, you know, she has WGA writers on that show and she was bringing it back without those writers. Their argument being that they want to put everybody else back to work because, of course, you're talking about makeup people and camera people and, and all that sort of stuff. So they're saying that, yes, but these strikes are putting everybody out of work and maybe we can put those people back in work. On the flip side of that, you can argue that both of those people are multimillionaires and could pretty much afford to pay their staff their salaries and not have them come in. So, Mm. I mean, both of them have now backed down. Drew reversed her decision on Sunday. Bill, we're recording this on Monday, Bill reversed his decision today as well and have said that they both decided that, you know, having listened to people, it's probably not a good idea. The reason that Bill's reversed his decision is because he was saying that when I actually made the decision to return, nothing was happening. It had all stalled and there was no end in sight to the strike. So I was just throwing my arms up and basically going, how long are we supposed to sit on the sidelines for this? I wanted to get people back in work. Now that there is a meeting on the table this Wednesday, he says he will delay the return because there is a meeting and see what comes out of that and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean... (sighs) The solidarity thing is an issue. There is apparently some fracturing on the opposite side as well, on the Hollywood studio side, with the arguments between the networks and between the streaming services, because the networks are starting to get very antsy because they are the people that are going to really, really lose out over the streamers. They've got schedules to fill. Streaming service doesn't have that issue. If they actually stopped dropping content, there's still plenty of content on that service. If you're a network, you You've got to have new stuff going out. You've got to feed the beast. And Mm. they're the people that are really starting to get antsy. The rumblings of the really rich Prime and Apple could almost solve a lot of this couldn't they with you know the yeah. funding they've got behind them could help out and they could go to SAG-AFTRA and say and we will meet your targets it's people like Netflix and in essence this could be the start of the downfall for someone like Netflix yeah. like being so rigid and not working and you know I've, I've listened to a couple of things and there are some rumblings there are some you know I mentioned you mentioned it last week that legacy studios are willing to sort of bend a little bit it, it's Netflix and things that are holding things up. It seems so sad that the audiences are suffering and they are going to lose audiences. And in essence, if there's no new content being dropped onto Netflix, people will just stop subscribing and they will lose viewers and it'll all be their own fault. People will not stop watching the channels that you don't pay for. So ABC and CBS and NBC, they would still get viewers even on repeats and they're not worried about that. So yeah, it's just sad. I think those big companies could really Yeah, if I I was Amazon, if I was Apple and, you know, you're one of those companies that has a ridiculous amount of money, I would be going straight to the WGA and saying, okay, we'll meet all your demands and we're fine with that. Break away from the others, get your shows moving. There are a number of exceptions out there for SAG and I'm not sure about the WGA, but certainly for SAG, there are a number of films and TV shows which are actually shooting because they're mainly independent productions, but they've done exactly that. They've gone directly to the WGA and the WGA are saying, okay, fine. You know, if you're meeting all those demands, fine. Mm. Uh, And are letting them continue despite the fact that there is a strike on. So there are exceptions out there and all it would take is somebody like Apple to step up and go, actually, we're going to do the right thing. We're going to pay them everything they're asking for. And that would probably break it to the 
point of collapse because the networks would then go and do the same thing and you would leave the other streamers out in the cold and it would make a great PR piece for Apple. So, you mm. know, it's a win-win as far as I concerned. It's going to cost them a little bit more money, but I mean, it's Apple. They're not exactly short of cash and same yeah. with Amazon. So, you know, that would be what I would do. Mm. I mean, the whole thing is having an effect in the UK as well. Although none of the UK productions themselves are on strike, two thirds of the UK's total film spend comes from the US. So the sound stages, because I mean, we there was a point... Uh, the last couple of years, pre-pandemic and getting back to post-pandemic, it was getting to the point where the stage space was so expensive because there literally wasn't enough of it because everybody wanted to shoot here. Mm. Um, they were, I mean, they're throwing up new studios all over the place. I mean, there's a new one being built in Birmingham. They built more in Scotland. The studios popping up all over the place. Some of the UK's busiest sound stages at the moment are like ghost towns. That's because the US productions are shut down. Although the UK productions are still shooting so much of the industry is run through the US. And you've got people that are in the UK industry because a lot of the time they will hire locally. So, you know, there's a production assistant that is quoted as saying there's just no jobs to apply for right now. She's freelance, as many of these people are, and goes from job to job. They're not working for a production company and just no jobs out there Mm. um, because there are no productions producing anything. The head of the entertainment union over here has basically said that she's been talking to people who have just had enough entirely and are talking about changing careers. And this is really disappointing because there are fewer projects and a lot more competition out there to book jobs. Some of the production companies in the UK are taking advantage of the situation and undercutting the pay rates and trying to force people to take less money because they know the fact that people are desperate for work. And it's so I, wrong, isn't I, it? I know it's a free market and all that but no they've not named names of who those production companies are but that's incredibly disappointing so it is having a global effect i imagine it's the same in other places as well but particularly it's hit the uk quite hard in terms of the uh, production industry there were a couple of people that did pop up the rock and john cena popped up on their old stomping ground of the uh, wwe friday night smackdown this week they apparently were back in the ring i don't think they were actually fighting but they were doing bits around the the, the sort of ring and stuff obviously it's wwe and it's wrestling a lot of that stuff is scripted but they're non-union scripted so it raised a few eyebrows given that both of them are actors and are part of sag now but i think i can let him get away with that i mean they're not doing anything else it's wwe it is their sort of stuff i don't know i'm sort of okay with them doing that and there was this wonderful little bit of news as well that popped up and there's picketing going on obviously all over the place the uh, writers have planned a picket for Fox Studio this Thursday in Hollywood and uh, they're having fun with it because they've decided that they're doing a themed picket which is going to be based around the TV series Murder She Wrote. Oh I'd be there. (laughs) I love that. I love the fact that they kind of got to the point in the strike where they're actually trying to zhuzh up and make the uh, picketing itself slightly more interesting. (laughs) So they're doing a Murder She Wrote um, based, so I'm sure there were photos of that out and around on Thursday that I thought very 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 funny I think there is a movie in production of a murder she wrote so somebody oh, really? will replacing oh, wow. yes I was reading something earlier this week so somebody replacing Angela Lansbury as Jessica Fletcher in that but there is apparently a film in production as well but uh, yes so uh, look around for photos online on Thursday there will be a murder she wrote themed picket outside Fox 
Moving back onto UK TV, and we are actually talking about the company UK TV as well, because they went and did a deal with AMC, particularly the Acorn TV brand, which they also own, which is actually more sort of used in America, and it's sort of British TV selling it to an American audience. But they do have a bunch of original shows that they make specifically for Acorn TV, which are British shows, but Acorn TV is available over here, actually, but I I very much doubt anybody actually has it. So UKTV have picked up all these shows to actually air on mixture of the drama channel and um, other UKTV channels, UKTV Play and Alibi and other places as well. There's some interesting series they've gone for. Uh, Mrs. Sindhu Investigates, which is coming Wednesday the 4th of October to UKTV Drama and will also be on UKTV Play. That stars Mira Sale from the Kumars. Uh, it's actually written and created by uh, Suk Panu, who was involved in the Kumars as well. She plays Mrs. Sindhu, a recently widowed high-end caterer with a taste for crime, solving murders and other investigations amongst the affluent residents of Berkshire. It's also got uh, Craig Parkinson, who you'll know from things like Line of Duty in there as well, who plays the sort of rather world-weary, long-suffering police officer that uh, he's forced to sort of deal with her as well as uh, she goes around these investigations. It's apparently based on a Radio 4 series, which uh, I was very unaware of. I don't know whether you'd come across that at all. No, no, I've not heard of that one at all, no. It's only a four-episode series in that, but that is going to be landing on UK TV drama that's on the 4th of October. Also coming to uh, UK TV drama in the autumn is a show called Sonora Volp, which stars Amelia Fox from Silent Witness. She plays Sylvia Fox, a disillusioned British spy turned detective who starts a new life in the beautiful heart of Italy, but soon finds out trouble follows her wherever she goes. Season one sees Sylvia in Italy at Foranisi's wedding when the groom goes missing. Sylvia solves the mystery and longing to reconnect with her sister, who's played by Tara Fitzgerald, decides to start anew in Umbria. So basically moves there. It's also got Jamie Bamba in there, who plays her ex-husband. Decent setup of cast. Decent cast, yeah. Yeah. That's landing. It's called Signora Volp. And that's coming to drama in the autumn. We haven't got an exact date for that yet. There is one called Whitstable Pearl that's coming in early 2024 that stars Kerry Godleman from Afterlife. She is the lead in this detective drama where single mum Pearl pursues her lifelong dream of starting a private detective agency, which she runs from her family restaurant in the coastal town of Whitstable. Entirely <laughs> random. Uh, drawn by her caring nature, locals soon flock to her with all kinds of cases. But when a friend dies suspiciously, Pearl finds herself in in conflict with the Bruff New Cop in town, played by Howard Charles from Top Boy. That's that one. Darby and Joan is an Australian murder mystery. That's also coming to drama in early 2024. Stars Brian Brown, who you may remember from the Tom Cruise movie Cocktail, and uh, Greta Sachi from The Player. A widowed English nurse is on a quest to find answers about her husband's mysterious death, while ex-detective Jack Darby has taken to the open road. The two meet in the out back and form an unlikely investigative team that's Darby and Joan so that's coming in early 2024 so those are all the UK 
TV drama shows. Any of those? Um, well, apart from having good cast, it's just really hard to find them on on the channels, especially some of the net, the things that we've got. I, I'm not a huge fan of the UK TV player, so I would yeah. like them, but I just don't like the way that I could watch them sort of thing. So. Yes, that has been an issue for uh, UK TV play. It's not particularly great from everything I've heard about that. I don't really use it myself. Um, mm. But yeah, and uh, I got Sky, so I mean, I can record them off that. But that is a problem because they're not on... UK TV stuff isn't on now, is it? I don't no. think. Well, you can get Alibi now. I think you can get yes. Alibi, but that's through the Sky player. But it's just... I, I used to watch the, some of the quiz shows that they used to put on, but they just... It was so clunky. It would never remember you were watching them. I think I watched like Alan Davies as Untitled, but it would just never remember you watched the last episode. So you mm. had to then go, oh, did I watch that? one and yeah, it used yeah. to be really clunky so yes it is an issue but they will all be available on uk tv drama so if you've got sky it'd be much easier to go and find them there's only the air date for mrs sindhu at the moment the rest of them are coming either in the autumn or early next year uh there is another one which is coming in october that's specifically coming to uk tv play it was a one-off series it's called the south westerlies it's set in ireland stars Ola brady from fringe Girl goes undercover in a small town to quell objections to a wind farm, apparently, is that one. Uh, it's got Patrick Burgeon in it from Patriot Games, and uh, I think he did a Robin Hood movie at one point. I seem to remember Patrick Burgeon. But um, yeah, so that's an island set one. That was a one-series thing. The big one, which is coming to Alibi, is actually, uh, it's not from Acorn TV. It's actually direct from AMC. It's Dark Winds. And uh, this is an American psychological noir thriller created by Graham Rowland, based on a novel series by Tony Hillerman. Set in 1970s Southwest, the series follows FBI investigation into a bank robbery in Gallup and the Navajo tribal inquiry into the local murder of two Navajo residents. It's got uh, Zane McLaren in it from Fargo and Keon Gordon from the Twilight Saga is also in it as well. They're two of the leads. Uh, Noah Emmerich is in there as well, who's from Americans and Truman Show is in there. Rain Wilson is in there from The Office and various other things as well. So uh, there's a really good cast for it. It's got some fairly good reviews. It's actually got two seasons so far. And this throws up something quite interesting because we've talked previously on the show about whether or not AMC are going to launch AMC Plus in the UK. And there's some interesting moves going on with AMC because they've shut down AMC Global, which was the one channel that they had that was buried under a deal with BT and tucked away on the BT TV service. So five people in the UK had it. Um, They've got rid of that and they're now selling off a number of their shows because the other thing that has been picked up is Interview with the Vampire and that's been picked up by the BBC. Interview with the Vampire is obviously a new updated version of the films, the books, the Anne Rice novels. Uh, it is a new version of that. It stars Jacob Anderson and Sam Reed and uh, Bailey Bass as the three leads in that as Louis and Lestat and Claudia. I'm rather looking forward to seeing that it's been picked up by the BBC. And with Dark Winds going to Alibi, those are two of their big shows outside the Walking Dead stuff. So that would seem to point that they're not going to launch their own streaming service, that they're just going to sell everything off to other broadcasters, which is fine by me. 
I would like it if they sold all the Walking Dead stuff in one place. That would be quite mm. useful. So you're not having to look all over the place for it. But the other things, that's fine. Ideally, hopefully, the BBC pick up Mayfair Witches as well, which is the sister show to interview the vampire. But if they want to sell the individual franchises off to various different broadcasters, I say go for it. I'm perfectly okay with that. As long as you know people can watch it somewhere, that's great. In terms of The Walking Dead spinoffs, Dead City has been registered to the BBFC, the people that give the PG-12-18 ratings. That rather implies that it's going to land somewhere soon, either for sale or it's going to get picked up by a broadcaster because it Ooh. needs rating before it does that. Don't know about the Daryl Dixon series yet. That hasn't appeared for rating, but it does seem that they're going to just sell them off to the highest bidder, which, you know, I'm, that's that's fine if that's what they want to do. As long as they're all sort of in the one place and people can watch them legally in the UK, I'm all for that. That's, that's perfectly okay. Interview the Vampire, I've heard mixed things about um, a lot of people praising it, but like they've been waiting too long for it to come over here. I vaguely remember watching it when I was younger. It was probably one of those films I shouldn't have watched. I was a little bit too young for it. <laughs> thing um but yeah I, I i that's the one that interests me more than the other one so yeah i want to take a look at dark winds because it's one of those fairly generic descriptions of sort of american psychological noir thriller it's got decent reviews so i and i like the cast involved with it so i don't know i want to see how that sits with me interview of the vampire i am interested in i have read the book liked the film adaptation this has been done under the guidance of Anne rice and her something that they were working on originally i think has potential certainly to be quite good i know they made alterations from the book which is fine i think if it's the people that you know wrote the book are the people that are doing it i I have less issue with that you know so yes so we'll have to see we haven't got a date for that yet we just know that they've bought it so we'll have to wait to see with that dark winds is coming to alibi in october but there's no exact date for that yet either so that's all the news we've got for this week just some highlights for next week on tv coming up so highlights for next week we have taskmaster returning for season 16 that is on the 21st of september at 9 p.m on channel 4 you can go and catch that uh, minx is back for its second season that's on paramount plus that's on 21st of september as well sex education back for its fourth and final season that's on 21st of september crime returns for its second season that's on itvx that's the do grace scott series that's back for its second season itvx uh, based on a novel by Irvin walsh that's the continental which i know a lot of fans have been waiting for people that love the john wick movies that's coming to prime video in the uk on the 22nd of september black snow which is the uh, australian crime drama stars uh, travis flimmel from vikings this one uh, bbc4 and iplayer that lands on on the 23rd of september at 9 p.m the long shadow which is a crime drama from george k who is the guy behind hijack and criminal and litvinenko that it's about the hunt for the yorkshire ripper it's got toby jones david morrissey in it and a whole bunch of other really good cast members so we're 25th of september on itv and itvx for the long shadow at 9 p.m 
And the Great British Bake Off is hey. returning for season 14. That's on Channel 4 at the 26th of September at 8pm. And that is one of the shows that Alison Hammond has uh, muscled her way <laughs> onto. So uh, replacing Matt Lucas, isn't she, on this uh, season? Yes. So. Yes. So, uh, yes, lots of stuff for you to watch this week. We are definitely getting into a uh, season, at least of reality TV, if nothing else. Um, I mean, yeah. Not that I watch it, but yes. That's everything for for this week if people want to find and talk to you where can they find you they can follow me over on twitter at gray the geek uh now i'm also on blue sky and also i am on instagram as well at gray panton if you want to find anything to do with what i'm doing particularly uh running related normally you'll see me every wednesday night post run whether it's raining or hot sun you can see a picture of me there so (laughs) awesome so go and check gray out over there you can find us all on blue sky actually now bex is on blue Sky. Uh, I'm not sure whether Matt's actually set up his account yet, but uh, Daryl is on Blue Sky as well, so you can you can find us all over on there. But uh, Bex, main place you need to go and find Bex is over on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes, that's B-Y-T-E-S, which uh, she's streaming every week over there. Lots of fun stuff going on on her streams always. Uh, you can also find her on Trista Bytes across social media. Matt, you can find on entertainmenttalk.org for lots and lots more podcasts, uh, my new podcast and uh, we're still doing Breaking Bad over there we're coming up to that episode the infamous fly episode that is coming up fairly soon so um, go and check that out over there and Daryl you can find at hollywoodnorthnews.net for all those TV series you love which are shot in Canada for us you can visit the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions or comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on x or twitter or whatever we're calling it this week facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown YouTube at youtube.com forward slash geektown, blue sky at geektown, Instagram at geektown UK, TikTok at geektown UK, and threads at geektown UK. That is everything. We will see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.